Hi everyone, and welcome to the Scale the Good podcast. This episode, we have Dinesh of Good Folks and Vihangun of Oweta Organics, where we talk about the excess of pumpkins and other crops, as well as innovative solutions to tackle food waste and excessive food supply here in Sri Lanka. Have a listen, and I hope you pick up some interesting fun facts about pumpkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scale the Good podcast. My name is Emma, and I am the Good Life X program Jedi. I am so honored to introduce our lovely guests today, um, GLX alumni, Vihangun and Dinesh. Vihangun is the co-founder and CEO of Oita Organics, and he's been working with um, grassroots farmers, farmers across the country. Um, and Dinesh is the co-founder of Good Folks Products, where he works with small-scale food processors and entrepreneurs across the country, selling his products online and in many grocery stores. Welcome to you both. Hello. Good to be here. Good to be here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so I've tapped them both for today's conversation around none other than vataka. And for our non-singly speakers, vataka is pumpkin. Um, and I know pumpkins aren't the most sexiest vegetable of them all, uh, but they've been gaining so much popularity recently due to their numerous health benefits and availability. Um, so with Halloween right around on the corner, we thought this would be a great time to shine some light on this magnificent vegetable. Um, and for me, I grew up in the United States um, and Halloween is a huge holiday with pumpkins really being at the center of it all. But because of this, I saw so much of pumpkin excess um, growing up, whether it be from carving pumpkins, using pumpkins in food, but at the end, so much of it does go to waste. Um, and the origins of using pumpkins during the season came from the harvest season timing. So harvesting beginning at the end of August and in the end of October, with 80% of the pumpkins harvested during the year during this time. Um, so I want to ask you both, as you both work with farmers and companies harvesting pumpkins, what is pumpkin harvesting like? Yeah, so let me let me start. So probably uh, pumpkins are like, as a nation, like Sri Lankans are blessed, right? Like with... with uh, with the uh, weather and the uh, uh, like all the 12 months you can uh, grow pumpkins so it's it's the amazing thing about pumpkins in sri lanka uh, like unlike us you have winter you can't uh, grow pumpkins and it's it's only in one part of the year you can do it but here mm. you can do it all throughout the year so but uh, uh, for for generally uh, what uh, it's, it's the correct time to start this discussion because generally in sri lanka we start uh, the mass scale uh, pumpkin uh, growing and uh, the the cultivation or the <clears throat> picking up would be happening around January, February, those kind of uh, uh, part of the year. But it's a starting time. So so good thing is that you can harvest pumpkins throughout the year around the clock. So so that's the special thing about pumpkins in Sri Lanka. Dinesh, you want to add something? Um about harvesting of course i haven't seen much or i've not, it's not been uh, close to the farm uh, or the farming process as much as we have is um but um i think as far as um the how common the vegetable is um and how delicious it is considering the um 
the local preparation of it. Um, it is very much uh, one of my favorite foods. So um, I'm very team pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Awesome so actually, there are there are there are few varieties, uh, local varieties where you when you think about the harvesting part. Uh, so there are huge pumpkins. If you take the Jaffna variety. uh you might have seen i don't know how how big it is <laughs> some uh, average person would hardly need some strength to lift it <laughs> some of them uh-huh. so yeah so sri lanka you would find uh, really strange uh, big pumpkins uh, not the uh, genetically modified or the uh, changed ones but uh, there are some local varieties like the jaffna variety which is quite big uh, which would be really uh, different kind of experience to crop and uh, like harvest and transport even they go now they're like i'm sorry i'm having an actual side question do we have go ahead. Uh, like many varieties of pumpkin in sri lanka because actually when i do go to the i, I buy my groceries and veggies from the narayan pitap market mm. right so i've seen very mm. like the humongous pumpkins we used to see i do not see them anymore or probably because they're kind of cut yeah. up now Uh, I see yeah. a small, the same, the humongous one in a much more smaller version, and I see a longer, kind of like a bulb-ish yeah. shape. And yes. of course, there's this other one we call Japan Wattak or something. No, like that's that. I think that's yes, just butterscotch, yes. but but something with something like butterscotch. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this uh, this is this is uh, this is a uh, like uh, developed variety uh, Dinesh. So this longer ah, okay. one, the bulb bulb shape one, is a uh, local uh, breed. and Ooh, the humongous okay. one is also a, lo- a local one i think it's 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 coming from jaffna if i'm not mistaken <laughs> so they are a little bit not uh, very um, like you, you don't find it in large numbers so right. they are they are cultivated in in different parts only and uh, not not even even in our store you don't find it every time of the year sometimes probably uh, if you would love to buy them you can <laughs> visit us like probably in the first quarter or second quarter i don't know somewhere around february nice. march uh, you will see some Nice. Thanks so much for sharing. That's really awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to ask something um that you had mentioned earlier about how, you know, so many varieties grow all year. Um because you grow different varieties of pumpkins all year, do you find that demand changes with the supply that you have? Uh for us not really. Uh so actually uh, to be honest, I think Sri Lanka doesn't have much of varieties. so i think in 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 europe or in in us i think there are different varieties but we have about i don't know mainly uh, three four varieties i don't know at least for us uh, but generally the demand is uh, not fluctuating that much to be honest because uh, if you take a uh, because like our business is organic food so that is mainly mm. uh, if you take pumpkin this is going to all the children who are going growing up so probably because they they don't have much of options right like us <laughs> they 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 can eat pumpkins they can eat uh, sweet potatoes and maybe papaya or avocado like carrots or i don't know like five six vegetables only so most of the pumpkin demand for organic uh, consumers uh, is for the children so i think mm. uh, the demand is more more or less constant but uh, if you take a holistic view if you take in sri lanka scenario like organic non organic so this can be mentioned as the biggest issue like uh, uh, you, you the farmers like they don't i in my view i think they don't uh, uh, like resonate with the demand i don't know they, they i think generally 
yeah it's just the season that the convenience of the farmers like they think when the rain comes they should um, cultivate pumpkins and you can see uh, if, you, if you visit uh, like maybe anuradhapura monaragala or somewhere else kathragama uh, you can see uh, during uh, maybe january february march uh, time of the year you will see lots of lots of pumpkins in the road side and i don't know maybe lot of waste also and something that we are trying to work hard is to match this demand supply uh, bridge because i think it's 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 a, it's a utter waste right like because it's 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 really hard right. work and the sweat of the uh, farmer especially coming into organic farming they need to manually uh, remove the like the fungus uh, the plants and a lot of labor intensive work there but but going into waste i think it, it it's really a waste and and we are really trying to match this uh, through a very proper uh, demand uh, driven supply Uh, but right. it's just for our organic chain but i think it's a bigger problem that we need to solve if we want to make it a productive outcome so because pumpkins you you might see in dambulla uh, uh, economic center some some days you hear in your uh, local news that they are uh, they are trying to sell it for 5 rupees per kilo but still wow. not able to being sell and they throw it it's really unfortunate but uh, something that we which we can think as an opportunity that we can improve exactly exactly which i want to get to that later <laughs> dinesh <laughs> i want to ask for you um have you noticed um this excess of waste as well with pumpkins and how we use it here in sri lanka so yes uh, obviously i wasn't really focused on pumpkins until um there was this a news article in the papers i think a couple of years ago before uh, the pandemic set in uh where there was this article where a lot of farmers were in dire streets because um there was such an excess of pumpkin that this is bumper harvest and uh, and because it's you know we generally take it for cooking and you know uh, we don't have uh, a culture of making pumpkin soup or powder or that pumpkin spice um it, it generally has to go into a curry uh, or else it goes waste um i think right. they would agree so that's the, that's my speaker yeah, probably yeah. is the most um you know main consumption habit right so when you have these tons and tons of pumpkins uh, available uh, and you can't force feed pumpkin to the general population um it's the, <laughs> it all goes waste and then all of the efforts and uh, uh and and the hard work of farmers also go to waste and i think this is a serious issue not just for pumpkins i think it it affects a lot of crops and it comes from a lot of bad policy decisions or not a lack of policy um lack of access uh, lack of know how um uh, because there are so many ways so many ways in which we can like you know innovatively look at these ingredients um but not nothing is there and and so there was this consort uh, some group of people who uh, i don't remember but put this fair at, at vihara mahadevi um mm-hmm. and when i read about their plight of the farmers i felt really sorry and the only thing i could do was actually go and buy a few pumpkins so me and my sister took our um, reusable bags and we were one of the first people at the park that morning uh we nice. bought yes so we bought i think two to three um uh, large pumpkins we gave a few away as gifts uh and uh, we made tons of pumpkin soup uh <laughs> and uh, yeah and we had a party around it so <laughs> so but the thing is it did not have come to that it like it, it was a nice it, it, for me it was also one of the kind of um uh, you know uh, moments where i realized that 
there is this big gap or a, or a lack of a bridge between the farm and the consumer and uh, also ways in which that you know the farmers produce can be uh, presented in so many interesting ways but that is not happening and i think um, a lot of thinking behind good folks is also in that uh, approach so i mean um, if i am to plug in my brand there we have a product called um, the uh, so we have a range of chutneys uh, one of which is the pumpkin and raisin um, right. So the pumpkin and raisin chart, and so the chutney range is actually uh, trying to meet two uh, objectives. One is to uh, offer products uh, which are free of chemicals of any sort, so they are completely free of any preservative, artificial preservatives, etc. Um, like all good folks products. And uh, the other thing is, there's a lot of recipes that are at the risk of dying out with our older generation. Now I remember my mom had this big blue diary of recipes. Um, and until and after she passed on, like it's like we just have that book, we you know, and just salivating over all the things she used to make, and we can no longer access. Um, yes. And, and this and and the sad thing is, so many of these recipes die with our older generations. So one one intention of this chutney range is to um, to kind of uh, bring out lesser known uh, recipes alive and to keep them alive, so not to mass produce them or whatever, but to kind of make them give people a lot more choice um, and also you know make that whole uh, category very exciting but pumpkin and raisin is a very soft uh, sweet chutney um, it's uh, it's um, it's not it, it's it's nothing like the chutneys that we Sri Lankans are used to it's perfect as a dip uh, and it's a classic example of how we can take this ingredient into really exciting new ways and also the preparation of chutney uh, uh, you know, extends the shelf life of the food product. So, it, it, so you can quickly transform it from what it is into these other products, which has a much more extended shelf life uh, and right. you know lesser chance of uh, obviously reducing the chance of these items going waste. Um, does that answer? I, I do give long-winded responses. <laughs> no, that was great. Thank you so much. Really, so much information packed in there. Um, thanks so much, Anish. Those are really um, awesome to hear about other ways we can work with pumpkin um, and incorporate it back into our foods. Pumpkin, do you have any experience um, with some of these, at least with the traditional uses of pumpkins, but these new age innovative um, ideas we can have around using oh. all of the pumpkin and eliminating waste there? Yeah, I think uh, the, the there's big opportunity, as Dinesh said, uh, around value additions, right? Like, so mm. I think we've been a lazy nation to innovate around this because we we are like we are very rich with food supply, right? Like, if you if you take it's it's not like uh, the uh, the the countries which are in the other other side of the of the uh, like uh, if you take uh, this this is in the uh, the tropical tropical weather, right? So when we have right. tropical weather throughout the year. So you have fruits and vegetables and rice and everything throughout the year. So there's no real requirement. We, we had actually did not had any real requirement to preserve or maybe to store in a different way. Maybe as Dinesh said, maybe as a chutney or maybe as a powder or maybe a freeze product or I don't know, like different, maybe toffees. Like there are lots of value added uh, products if you go to the other countries, but Sri Lanka lacks it, and Sri Lankans. I, I personally believe that uh, we are a lazy nation when we when we are think of, thinking about <laughs> food uh, food innovations because there's no real need because you have food throughout the year. 
uh, you can mm. you can just go to the garden and you can just cultivate whatever the mangoes or umbrellas or whatever and you just you just have uh, like a lot of food <laughs> so that is that is a reason but that is until we had a low population so you know that world can only hold a maximum about 5 billion people right uh, with right. the resources that we currently have but uh, fortunately or unfortunately i don't know maybe we are at billion right now so definitely right time to uh, think even as a, as a country we are slowly th- uh, experiencing some food crisis if if i'm to be honest so i yes. think uh, it's it's right time to think about these uh, kind of uh, these kind of uh, pumpkin or maybe even the other products what we can do to preserve or maybe what we can do to reduce the waste at least uh, so there are a lot of lots of things uh, because it's it's a really uh, so there are some hidden gems maybe i'll touch upon here also about pumpkins uh, pretty interesting story so if you have gone to the funerals in sri lanka you might hmm. have seen uh, there there's something called malabatha uh, there is a funeral rice Uh, right. that is uh, that is that is generally the recipe is rice with pumpkin uh, curry and with uh, the dry fish uh, curry that is like you mm. uh, say the kattakarola uh, hodda or maybe the dry fish curry so this is the yes, recipe yes. so one might wonder why the hell they always give pumpkins and kattakarola for <laughs> for funerals <laughs> there should be some relationship right So Absolutely. generally, if you dig down uh, into the Ayurvedic and native uh, teaching methods, so pumpkin is said to be very pleasant and calming to the heart, right? So, oh, wow. so when in funerals you cry a lot, your loved ones are gone, they are no more. You cry for days, and you need you need treat, you need uh, medication for your heart. So that's why they give katta uh, karola wood probably for proteins. Uh, energy and because right. everyone can't afford fish and chicken and all the other uh, meat and everything so but karwala or dry fish is something that you can find for anyone so that's probably that's why katta uh, karol is there but uh, uh, but pumpkin is for uh, to heal your heart so that's that's the hidden hidden secret about that so if you cry a lot you should try more pumpkins so <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's a, that's How a medicine cool. value and a uh, good thing <laughs> for pumpkin lovers <laughs> i was excuse just going to say yeah excuse me while i go and hug the hug a pumpkin right <laughs> <laughs> we should <laughs> quite cozy too huh <laughs> yeah really so yeah so yeah like to add to that i think we should really think about uh, uh, making like dinesh said uh, the chutneys like we also offer Uh, some of the products like that and also uh, there are some uh, very good sweet items I, i'm not sure whether you have tasted uh, pumpkin toffees so that's that's something that no. we are working uh, these days uh, pretty tasty <laughs> you would want awesome this. looking uh, forward to it <laughs> yeah so we are working on a product like that probably dinesh you can also try i think uh, it's, a, it's a good product i think uh, if you have excess uh, pumpkin i think even not only pumpkin you can do it with uh, sweet potato and uh-huh. uh, it it's good to do and i think it's it's used as a alternative to starch and mm. uh, like because uh, now the uh, bre- uh, wheat flour is not that good for your health so my mom used to uh, uh, eat a lot of uh, boiled or steamed pumpkin 
instead of using like because it it it, it tastes like uh, starch right like i mean carbohydrate right. kind of uh, so, so you just have to put it uh, front of your uh, rice cooker or maybe you can just uh, steam it and then it it's a it's a ready to eat uh, thing so <laughs> likewise there are a lot of good things uh, uh, like with covid i think uh, anyway we are we are shocked with lot of uh, news and everything probably pumpkin help you uh, to like maybe just to heal your heart yeah that's amazing I and mean, it's almost like batala manyapra like replacing that yeah. as your herb we we talked a little bit about you know the excess crops that we that you both have seen um in the field and have worked with and also the innovative ways that we can try and counteract and be more um efficient and optimize the waste that we produce what are some other crops that you are seeing that are going through this as well some excess crops i mean vihanga you mentioned that you know we have so many people on this earth um and that there is a food shortage but at the same time there is so much food that is being wasted um what are some others that you see um as well as kind of the systems that they follow and why we are not optimizing the efficient way to produce our crops yeah i think it's it's as dinesh also said i think it's it's the lack of uh, connect between the demand or the consumer and the farmer because uh, probably the the awareness levels or maybe the education levels of the farmers can be a cause to this and 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 we as uh, people who are involved in supply chain should solve this issue maybe at least we should uh, provide a a working model that uh, someone can use because uh, because it's just that you the, the farmers have no idea of what is the demand is uh, you just you just think right. that uh, you when the rain comes you should uh, grow pumpkins or whatever the other the, the things and you just grow it maybe sometimes because the neighbor is doing that or maybe the last year this neighbor uh, uh, neighbor got good profits out of this crop so i should also do it and everyone thinks the same way and everyone turns into that crop and everyone find it <laughs> excess so that's a, that's that's a, that's that's something happens right so so that's why we 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 are working with a solution uh, called uh, farmer groups we 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 work with farmer groups so there's a leader farmer and there's community working around him or her so that nice. for that particular farmer group we we uh, we divide the requirement so that Uh, everyone doesn't need to have uh, whatever they can uh, crop but we give the plan you you can grow this and we just give this uh, uh, area this area we need these five vegetables and you can divide among yourselves and and everyone uh, would get a good price so that uh, maybe the farmer leader then he or she would divide okay you do this you do this so we'll do like this maybe you can do a crop rotation again so maybe still it's about 60 70% success rate but but it's going in the correct direction it's it's not everyone cultivating everything it's just at least uh, everyone knows that we should uh, be giving what the uh, demand asks so this is the main solution i think we should do uh, like we start with these small uh, farm groups but i think country wide i think we should do this otherwise uh, it's not only uh, uh, a, a waste or maybe some some part of the year you consumers don't have those uh, crops the other part of the year uh, they have excess crop and uh, they uh, they, uh, they 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 throw it and they they are they are, they are just hungry because they don't have enough profits to live 
so right. it's really unfortunate but i think uh, every problem has an opportunity so we are working on this uh, model and hopefully we can replicate it in all the districts and maybe we can teach and maybe we can do some youtube clips on any success that we come across uh, probably it would solve this at least to some extent awesome really happy to hear that bianggun anything it's to a, add it's in it's a to do that oh. yeah no go ahead yeah, go ahead should do that yeah because like it it, it really Uh, if you if you really work with the farmers like they 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 tend to live little, little hard life right like with, with the their the only income would be this and if that goes to the uh, trash without any money how could they live how could they look after their children and and it's a big problem which is not solved and i don't know in government level also it's really hard to do but uh, but it's a really good feeling that if you can solve this uh, small problems which can impact uh, happiness of most of the families the farming families definitely definitely and i think you guys are right there doing that work i, I speaking on that as well um as as sri lankans what can we do you know just as consumers conscious consumers as we call ourselves um to be more conscientious of the waste um and the food waste in this country um if i were to answer that actually if you take uh, this entire pumpkin scenario uh, mm. because i think the majority of our local pumpkin goes into uh, into the curry uh, you know for, as a as a vegetable that accompanies rice and curry uh, and i think there is also a component that goes to um, so to kind of as a food thickener um to kind of uh, make jams more i think correct we have uh, to kind of add a more weight and texture to certain like food items yeah right? yeah yes yes yeah. so the kind of thickener are, right yeah it's a thickness so um so the, and and therefore it uh, we may not taste it we may not notice it but pumpkin is in a lot of food that you actually consume um right. and the other thing is that um i've come across a few small enterprises that work on pumpkin powder um and but uh, obviously those technology the, the products uh, as far as from our angle is concerned are not up to standards which is like what we at good folks are kind of working on so to find, when once we do find you know products with this potential we work with them to enhance them um but we are also a small company so then therefore the progress is slower um however there are also opportunities now for example the us um, pumpkin spice market or the pumpkin soup market um yes. pumpkin market in general so you know what can we do as a, a innovation so are we going to stick to have the same pumpkin pie from the time we are born <laughs> till our death or can we kind of do something <laughs> different with it right some new flavors and you know obviously you add cinnamon and stuff but like how else can you twist this around and how can we then market these products to these consumers um the opportunity like we even said is just mind boggling and is everywhere it's just that um, we need to be from an industrial point of view manufacturing point of view uh, able to kind of tap into those um unfortunately that level of expertise and exposure is not available to our farmers and neither is it available to our manufacturers because they are also um not fully versed on you know what sense of quality this can be and all of that uh, now in addition to food you know excess food there's also this thing about some of the, the, is what we call a post harvest loss i think um uh, and also when you know i i came across this uh, party um, 
who does uh, who makes a jam and a chutney out of the um, the skin of the uh, nutmeg fruit I, there's a word for it i am i think it's bihangun you may know what the word Pasavas, is pasavas right no it's pasavas uh, maybe but uh, it's that outer kind of pulpy thing which generally gets thrown once the maize and the nutmeg is harvested um mm-hmm. it's it's a kind of like a fleshy uh, outer cover and now this fleshy mm. outer cover is being converted into chutneys and jams uh wow. so and and that innovation is coming from from our people but it's just to you know get to get it to that next level to enter the supermarkets uh, to get into the conscious of people so that they they are the awareness of people so they buy it um and the other thing is i think from a sri lankan consumer standpoint we are very comfortable with what we know we rarely experiment um mm. so i we also have certain products in our portfolio which are not uh, let's say which are quite novel to the regular consumer um so there's for example i have to mention coconut jam now this is a vegan product it's gluten free um it's uh, there's no added sugar it's you know one of the healthiest things but a, but the concept of coconut jam is a bit uh, above their heads if you know what i mean because we are so used to going to the same strawberry jam or the same yes there, there is sure. this uh, yeah so we we do not step so we this very little experimentation happening people are not adventurous and even i'm seen on recipe you know these shows and all of that these chefs really trying out new delicacies but very few people actually they say ah oh, it's nice bala can you like the khadala balandone and all of this thing but very people take the risk and go that walk that you know extra mile so i think uh, if those things were also promoted let's say if the hotel chains were to kind of introduce um these alternate food types uh, or like various versions of it so that people get to taste and sample um these things and therefore then that becomes like tried and tested so therefore you get comfortable with it and um you know so i i feel like consumers also should go beyond the comfort zone i mean uh, as as and how they can i mean this this also yes. is time to be adventurous um <laughs> given the status of the economy but i think um that is also yet another way in which uh, at least locally there there's a challenge for growth um and there are different stakeholders and parties that could play uh, a role so the government could maybe have a food festival but the food festival should not be just about us same regular food to and this and that but basically focus on innovation so like a uh, unique stuff can be presented to the population they can get to taste it um right. so across the board we have to find channels in which um these new things can be exposed to the the general public Absolutely and I hope that we can tackle those challenges together. Um, together. You guys have such great <laughs> ideas um and great networks and I really think that putting our brains together is the best way to go forward um and live the good life. The good life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to close out um you both mentioned a little bit but if you can um Just talk a little bit about your products, your pumpkin products, your seasonal products going on so our conscious consumers can take part. Okay, so uh yeah, Obita in Obita Organics uh, so we uh, we we are, we are, we are slowly uh, expanding our supply so just to give organic pumpkins to uh, <clears throat> to the consumers who are liking to go with any 
uh, without any toxic uh, pesticide or um, harmful chemical fertilizers. So we, without them, we, we grow pumpkins and uh, we have few varieties. As I said, in some parts of the year, you have the Jeffernum variety of pumpkin and some parts of the year, I think uh, there is this, uh, um, I think uh, the other local varieties uh, such as you have the uh, Morogol Lagama uh, variety and uh, yeah, definitely we would uh, love to have these native varieties as much as possible, but we also have the organic, uh, uh, the other normal general pumpkin that uh, in the market. So throughout the year, we have the pumpkin supply and um, for babies, I think it's the great food, uh, food uh, for babies. So you can just steam and give to them and maybe just have a soup or I don't know, maybe there are different recipes that you can, uh, we can, you can uh, make through pumpkin. So mainly we uh, sell the vegetable. Uh, so that you can uh, use them as an organic uh, vegetable for your uh, culinary needs. Or, uh, as well as we have uh, pumpkin chutney. And also uh, we are now working uh, around with these uh, sweets from pumpkin and the uh, sweet potatoes. And also nice. uh, uh, these, these would come to the market very soon, hopefully. And uh, I hope that uh, not only your kids, but... Uh, the elderly people who can uh, who are thinking about the cholesterols, the diabetics, and uh, uh, those kind of diseases, pumpkin is a very good alternative to, uh, just to steam and eat, and uh, that can give uh, good uh, health benefits. So the other thing that before I finish, I think something that we really need to understand is that the medicinal properties that these vegetables have, especially the native varieties. They are amazing. So they are yet to be discovered probably mm -hmm. by the Western world. And even, even if you take country like this, the awareness is pretty low. But if you dig into an Ayurvedic doctor or maybe maybe some research articles, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe even your grandma can tell you because they, these things come <laughs> by generations also. But they really work, right? You, you just right. feel when you have something... Uh, maybe uh, maybe we can just try out this pumpkin example when you cry and maybe <laughs> maybe you'll find out something strange. <laughs> <laughs> the nation I will let you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, as yeah, so um, good folks, we essentially our premise is to find um, winning products from the local market. Um, uh, with what we say our products and ideas with potential uh, and then we work in collaboration with them to transform them to international standards uh, because what we feel is that uh, a lot of uh, like we have said there's so much of abundance we're a blessed nation and this and everything tastes like out of this world however uh, the people who do the hard work the farmers the manufacturers get very little of this because most of the value addition happens outside of Sri Lanka um, and that's where the money flows. So we want uh, one of our things is to make sure that as much of these earnings come back to the local uh, the local economy and also to the communities. Um, and that is only possible when uh, what we believe is that's possible when we retain the ownership of these products right until it reaches the consumer. So Good Folks is a B2C uh, brand and, uh, and our consumers are the global conscious consumer who values um basically an ex you know a really good quality product without any preservatives chemicals and all of that um and also a one that is fair by the people who produce it uh fair by the communities that are behind it and also concerned and considerate of the environmental impact so we make sure that 
We try to use very little plastic. Uh, we are conscious about how when you know the deliveries happen. Uh, we do not, for example, even in our deliveries, we do not use bubble wrap. Uh, and also for like even when we source our ingredients, we try to uh, encourage more like natural farming, uh, so that uh, you know entire forests or you know natural land is not converted into some farm uh, where just one crop is the is, you know standing out but we we, we believe that um, we should encourage people to just grow whatever they can even in their own garden so that all of this can contribute towards uh, the wealth of the output um, so and, and and that's what our products are and that's what we really focus on um, so I wouldn't pr probably focus on one product category you can see our products listed on goodfolks.shop our website um, but the critical, I think what I really want to get people to consider is that um, nutrition is, has been, high, it's been hijacked <laughs> by various industries to, and, and portrayed it in, in so many ways. But nutrition really is about putting pure, good food in your system uh, and, you know, living a healthy life, being conscious and caring about each other. And that's really what we are about. And that's the kind of brand and products we promote and uh, be it organic or uh, whatever it is it's just that um, we need to move away from all of this ways in which we've been consuming which have been very detrimental to uh, every one of us um, that is the story we want to highlight absolutely and i think that is a story you guys have um, it's been awesome to see both of your journeys um, and i'm looking forward to trying out more of your products um, thank you both, Bataka experts, I would say. My God, I learned so much more than I ever thought I would. Um, but I mean, an incredible vegetable um, we have to give credit to. So thank you both for joining us here.